I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. About a month ago on April 8th, Wuhan came out of lockdown. That's the province in China where the coronavirus outbreak originated. People who live there had been indoors since January 23rd. That's over two months. We can probably relate to that now in India. But the good thing is, the restrictions helped push their daily cases down. We're now in our sixth week of lockdown here in India. We're all home working, doing household chores, recording and editing podcasts, staying calm and hoping that people less privileged than us will not be worse affected than they already are by this lockdown. And this week on Startup Inc., we'll be talking about the startups in Bengaluru that are helping the world deal with this crisis by providing important solutions to extraordinary problems. Welcome to Startup Inc. I'm your host, Shalini Omachandran, and I'm an associate editor at Mint. Before we begin, let me tell you what this show is not about. We won't be chasing news on funding, valuation, exits, acquisitions. Instead, we'll bring you the story of startups, how they're changing the way we work and the way we live. When cases began peaking in Wuhan, one of the things that the administration did on a war footing was set up emergency medical centers. These were temporary hospitals. 16 of them were built specially to treat people who had contracted the virus. They've all been closed now as infections are dropping and people have recovered. But at that time, these temporary hospitals needed a lot of ventilators really quickly. Many of the ventilators were supplied by a German manufacturer, Huber & Ranner. The trouble was, the German technicians couldn't go into Wuhan to install the ventilators. And the thing with ventilators is, they require specific installation depending on the space, the size, what's available on the spot. That's where Blinken, a startup that works out of NASCOM's Center of Excellence in Bengaluru, came in. Huber and Ranner used Blinken's augmented reality product, Scotty, to provide visual guidance from Germany. What does that mean? Well, hospital staff in Wuhan just had to click on a link and point their mobile phone at the ventilator and then at the installation point. These AR markers would pop up and they'd showed the person in Wuhan what needed to be done and a technician talked to them. So they didn't just have audio and video support, but someone pretty much walking them through which wire to put where. Blinken's co-founder Harshwardhan Kumar explained this to Mint's consulting editor, Shumit Chakrabarti. So Blinken is essentially a remote support tool where uh, an agent or a human uh, sitting on his table can guide people on the other side um, with the help of augmented reality. So the AR component in this is basically is running on WebGL, which is again something that not a lot of companies are familiar with. WebGL is uh, where you get access to your computers or mobile phones, CPUs, 
which is very essential for running heavy algorithms, especially computer vision algorithms. And that's how we bring AR experiences to the web rather than via our native mobile application. What makes Blinken really simple is that it doesn't need an app or a whole lot of bandwidth. If you want to help someone, all you do is send them a link. The link gives you access to the phone's graphics processing unit. Then you run these computer vision algorithms, which send out those AR markers, and then you just tell the person what to do. So it's live for both you and the customer. It's a bit like the instruction manual coming to life with audio, video, text chat, and pictures. Think of, say, your RO unit breaking down during the lockdown. You call the technician, he suggests a WhatsApp call to see what the problem actually is, a video call basically. He tells you to get a screwdriver, tells you to do this here, that there, and it's fixed. Well, it's a bit like that, but way, way, way more sophisticated because Scotty uses both AR, augmented reality, and artificial intelligence, AI. So we don't rely on fancy 3D AR experiences. They are A, they are very expensive because you have to have someone in-house which is which has to know CAD models or maybe create you know 3D models out of whatever conceptual designs or animations that they have to do. And then B, it is again a pain to deploy these things. If they are very heavy in size in megabytes, and then it's not optimized for that. When you as a person need help, you need it in the moment right then and there. So that's why the founders of Blinkin made this a very lightweight, easy-to-use tool with just enough features to get the message across. Most of the tech work for Blinkin is done in Bengaluru and the business development is in Germany. Three of the co-founders, Harsh, who we heard from earlier, Nitin Kumar and Dheeraj Chaudhary work in Bengaluru, while their fourth co-founder, Joseph Seuss, is based in Germany. They've got clients in 32 countries using Scotty now. So that's one kind of problem that the virus caused. No, actually, of course, there are many, many problems this virus is causing. But this was one problem that could be fixed with tech from Bengaluru. There's another startup here that's also finding a fix to a problem that's come up only during the pandemic. How to keep customer service call centers running. It isn't easy to move customer service to people's homes. They can't work remotely because call centers operate in data-protected environments. And you can't have hundreds of people huddled together in an office anymore. But calls from customers haven't stopped. In fact, banks, hospitals and civic bodies are dealing with this flood of doubts and demands from customers. What's the solution? Artificial intelligence and chatbots. There are lots of uses for AI-driven chatbots, not just the ones that help you order a pizza with your favorite toppings. That's cool, but it's not really intelligent automation. What a large enterprise needs is an AI platform that actually extends a conversation beyond those first few questions. It should be able to answer all the questions that a customer has. Yet, it has to be smart enough to know when to hand off the conversation to a human being. That's the kind of AI platform Senseforth in Bengaluru is working on. This is a time when organizations are looking for ways to automate everything quickly. So the founders of Senseforth see many uses for their platform. Anyone who has questions, whether it's in a bank or it's sales, marketing, universities, they think AI chatbots can be used in all of these places. 
They've already started automating citizen services for a European country using this conversational AI platform that they've built. Sridhar Mari, CEO and co-founder of Senseforth, talked to our consulting editor Malvika Velenikal about this. Customer support spike is clearly there, but I think the, the pressure and call centers, um, the businesses are realizing now that there is a huge pressure on the call center and they can't just uh, scale it up overnight for situations like this. And that means, you know, you would have to rely on uh, intelligent automation, especially like conversational AI. That's exactly the, you know, the problem our technology or solution uh, tries to address. Uh, in Europe, we're working with an organization where we're providing a solution which would automate citizen services, right? So now that started off as a pilot, and then we're now in the in the final stages of actually implementing for certain counties. But now even governments will look at investing because they're already talking about extending it to lots of counties and you know and so on and so forth. So we are seeing clearly the advantage of creating automated conversational AI-powered servicing. Other areas where now conversational AI penetration is limited, for example, let's say uh, universities around the world and, and, and their student communication or student engagement is not driven by any automation. The spectrum of um, you know, student engagement. These are, you know, which I'm saying, these examples are typically not high on the radar, but um, they're going to be uh, embracing conversational AI. Senseforth was set up in 2011 by three former senior executives from Infosys. They're Krishna Kadri, Ritish Radhakrishnan, and Sridhar, who we heard from earlier. They left Infosys and set up on their own because they wanted to build products that actually solved a range of problems for clients. After struggling through the early years, they landed their first big enterprise client, HDFC Bank. So they built a chatbot called Eva for HDFC, and she handles about 3 million queries a month. The other customers they have for their AI chatbots include Airtel, ICICI Bank, Max Life, PwC, a whole lot of companies like these. Our original intent was to actually automate conversations between people and organizations. Organizations could be enterprises, governments, you know, um, non not for profit, any organization. Me and my co-founders, when we were working with Infosys, we were working with these large Fortune 500. Um, global enterprises. You know, we were day in and day out, you're dealing with their issues and their problems. And some of them had millions of customers. And we looked at lots of problems. And obviously, the company that we were working with at Infosys, they were addressing only certain aspects. We collated nearly 11 different key enterprise problems that, you know, today technologies are solving. So we sort of ranked them and picked a couple of them as being the most important, and that is one of them is uh, how do you automate conversations between people and organizations at scale? What he means is that his startup is building the kind of bot that can read millions of bits of data, figure out sentiment, and not just answer any questions you may have about, say, getting a credit card, but also guide you through all the steps and sign you up. So they built their own natural language processing engine from the ground up, 
so that's why they can adapt this platform to any use not just customer service we should talk about more than customer service because this technology which is conversation ai which is essentially trying to automate conversations between people and organization or people and spaces or people and whatever it is going to other uh, use cases like in uh, sales marketing finance operations whole bunch of things there's something else that blinken and sensforth have in common apart from solving problems that have come up during this pandemic they both chose to bootstrap because vcs were hesitant to back them in the early days or demanded too large a stake for too little funding Blinken is still bootstrapped but it's profitable though it's still small and they've built a sustainable business. The Sensforth founders also burned through their savings then survived with money from their rich friends who helped them out until they've built their own revenue stream. Again, a sustainable business. These founders say that not being funded by VCs made it easier for them to stick to their guns. and build the kind of platform or product that they really wanted to they kept it agnostic to industries and use cases which is really going against the conventional wisdom of first making sure that you have a product market fit in one domain and then scaling up they've built versatile products that can be adapted across sectors right now of course both of these startups are concerned about the slowdown in getting new business because of all the restrictions due to coronavirus but they're betting big that ar and ai will be adopted a lot more in future you were listening to startup inc i'm shalini omachandran you can reach out to me on twitter at shalini mb or on facebook and instagram at ht smartcast to listen to more such podcasts do log on to htsmartcast.com Hi. I'm HD Smartcast and I hope you're safe and well. The next episode is about to begin. But just a small message of solidarity before that. In difficult times like these, living in isolation isn't going to be easy. But what if working from home, our own comfort zones helps us discover new ways of being? What if this calm, this rest It helps us listen to ourselves and the people around us more deeply. While that happens, you can find me at htsmartcast.com. Connecting you to the world of comedy, culture, motivation news. You know, just in case you need some smart company. Thanks for listening. Take care. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.